and welcome to Chazak's Torah Talk, Tuesday's special programs with special guests. Tonight we have with us a very dear friend, Rabbi Yinan Kalazan, Baruch Haba, Rabbi, how are you doing? <laughs> okay, Rabbi, it's a big honor to have you over here at the Chazak headquarters. A special shout out to my father-in-law, Shevari, he was uh, always listening to the Rabbi Shirim, loves it very much, and he told me you got to get him to join the program, I'm like, you know what? Kibud Avayim includes the father right? Sure. <laughs> Especially when they write. <laughs> <laughs> so a special thank you to you. And uh, tonight's topic is Tu the holiday of potential. But Rabbi, before we get into the topic, can you give our audience a little bit of background about yourself, a little bit what you're involved with, the holy work that you do? Okay, so B'chaz Hashem, I feel very lucky that Hashem gave me the Zchos, to teach his Torah, Torah's Emes, to Klal Yisrael, all over the world, uh, through the media, and that's what basically I'm doing. Uh, we need to give the confidence in Jews with Judaism. Uh, we are dealing, actually, unfortunately, with... Um, Many people who do not know really what Judaism is all about. And uh, Judaism has a lot of wisdom, you know. In the last 3,300 years, there are so much wisdom that we got, not just from smart, wise people, but from Hashem Himself, from Nevoah, from the Nevin, the prophets. So they told us what is the real nature of human being is and what the purpose of the universe and this is basically what Judaism is all about and it's relevant to every generation, to every person every generation so our mission, my mission, what I see the importance is to just take this amazing tremendous, so much knowledge and translate it or give it to people in our way of thinking, in our, translate it to our language, so that's what I'm basically doing um, in this uh, in almost four decades already, <coughs> uh, many, many years I was uh, lecturing uh, Jewish philosophy in Arachim organization that based in Israel, but has branches all over the world. I live in America in the last uh, 30 years, and I'm giving classes uh, for Jews here in America, Americans, English-speaking speakers, or Israeli uh, with Hebrew, and that's basically what I'm doing. Chazakum Baruch Rabbi. I know that the Rabbi does a lot more. He was actually not comfortable with this question, but we do it to all our guests. Yeah. So uh, just for us to know a little bit more about the, the great work that Rabbi is involved with. So like we mentioned, tonight's topic is Tu Bishvat, the holiday of potential. So Rabbi, most people are familiar with Jewish holidays of Hanukkah, Purim, of Pesach, Rosh Hashanah, but Tu Bishvat, many people always ask you, what, what, what's that, right? So, so maybe the Rabbi can provide us some brief background about what Tu Bishvat is all about. So, to be accurate, it's true. Tu Bishvat is not a holiday. It's not a holiday, but there is something very interesting about Tu Bishvat. The entire idea, basically, of Tu Bishvat is relevant to things called ma'aseh, when you have to just put aside, if you're at all time people was uh, making life, they're living from agriculture, so when you uh, have your thing that you got in the last year, 
we have to divide one tenth of it and give it to uh, uh, holy uh, purposes like Beit Hamikdash, like uh, the the temple, like the whatever. So there are years of maser of things that you have to uh, one tenth that you have to uh, um, put aside and. It's a little bit complicated. I will not go into all the, the details, but we have to know that we have a cycle of seven years. For example, this year is year of Shemitah, that you are not allowed to work on the field in agriculture in Eretz Israel. And between seventh, the seventh are six years. So those six years divided to two groups. The first, second, fourth, and five are for Maaser how do you say Maaser? One tenth that you have to, to put aside for the Leviim the, uh, the the people that was operating Beis HaMikdash at the time and the two years that Gimel and Vav, the third and the sixth year are called the Maaser was not given to the Leviim but was given to the to the poor people. So each year like this has a time by itself. So therefore, the time in the year that divide between year to year relating to this thing, the one term that you have to give to either to the uh, poor or to the or to the Levine started, this year started in the 15 days of Shabbat, which is the middle of the winter. So this is the entire thing. This is the entire thing. But there are many, many things that connected to this, and about this we'll speak later. But this is the basic. This is Tubishvat. Now, the fact that we're talking about the fruits of the Holy Land, there is something very meaningful that Hashem, from the entire world, God gave one place a level of holiness. This is the land of Israel. Eretz Israel, the place that Hashem, God Himself, dwelled in Yerushalayim. So Eretz Israel is more holy than any other place in the world. So the fact that the the, the holy land produces fruit has extra meaning than any fruit that are in any other place in the world, and that will make it so special. Okay. Amazing. Okay. So so Rabbi. Uh, now that we have a little bit of background about Tubishvat, what are the practical actions that we should take to give more meaning to Tubishvat? So this all sounds all oh, nice and dandy, but the average person, Rabbi, do. So first of all, Jews are in exile. They are spread all over the world. So we are we do not, as a nation, live well in our place, which is the land of Israel. So Tubishvat is a very good opportunity all over the world, wherever you are to appreciate the fruits of Eretz Yisrael. And that's what we're doing when we're taking into Bishvat the fruits, mostly the fruits that grow in Eretz Yisrael, which is Shivat Aminim, and make bracha on them, and appreciate the fact that Hashem gave us this land to be our homeland. And even if we were not born there, even if we were not even visited there, but we, this is the place of the Jewish nation. And the hope of the Jews during the history, wherever they were, that one day we will go there. We sang this every day in when in the pray, in Shmonese, in Filat Amidah, 
אין ברכת המזון, we have a special ברכה על הארץ ועל המזון, so two בשבט is the day of the year that the entire day dedicated to this, to remember that our place is ארץ ישראל, and ארץ ישראל has a very very uh, high uh, holy level and the fruits of Eretz Yisrael. Fruits is something very deep, we'll talk about this later. What is fruit? We have to know that when Hashem created Adam, as when God created Adam, as it's mentioned in the beginning of Genesis, in the beginning of Sefer Bereshit, the first thing that he told them, the first commandment was related to food. Don't eat from this, eat from this, don't eat from this. Right? Don't eat from the knowledge of the, from the tree of knowledge between differentiate between good and evil and that was the only mitzvah only commandment that he got and he failed he ate wrong so Tu Bishvat is opportunity opportunity to fix this and eat right so this is the depth behind this uh, we find it in the Torah that Hashem put what is the Garden of Eden? There is a place called Eden. There is a garden in Eden. The garden is in Eden. And in the garden, God himself planted things. And over there he put Adam. And he told them, you have to guard this place. So we're talking about fruits. You see how to be connected to the creation? Fruits, the fruits of the tree. So, to eat. Eating is something very, very meaningful. Because when you eat something, you take this fruit and put it by eating as part of you. It's become part of you. So if you eat right, I'm not talking about health. Health is also an important issue by itself. Another talk here, for a different time. <laughs> we're talking about, about spiritual health. Which is a combination of spiritual and physical. And that's what is the meaning of this. And the, now, after Adam sinned, he was chased out of Gan Eden. The place that's similar to Gan Eden in the world after the sin is Eretz Yisrael. This is the, the real Gan Eden, the mini Gan Eden that we have. And it's holy place. Therefore, Hashem promised it to our forefathers, to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. And He promises to their children. But he told them, listen, you're going to get this place, but you have to be very careful. It's responsibility. You have to behave right in order to stay there. If you're not, you'll not stay there. And we didn't listen. We didn't take it seriously. And twice we, had, we went into Galos. We went into, into exile. exile. And we're still in exile. So we have to, as Jews, remember this always. And Tubishvat is the opportunity to eat right and fix what's make Adam be chased of Galilee and make us chased out of Eretz Israel because we didn't behave right. Amazing. Wow, Rabbi, what inspiration. So, so the question that can be asked is that, you know, Tubishvat, it's in the winter. If you go outside the trees, the flowers, it's all dead. It's, you know, there's no leaves. Why is it not in the summer, in the springtime, when, the, you know, it's a little bit nicer? Amazing question. But listen to the amazing answer. I'm giving a compliment even before I say that. But, but you will see soon why. Okay. One of, the, one of the major principles in the 13 principles of Judaism is 
the last one, which is Tchiyat Meitim, resurrection of the death. Meitim Yichaye El Berov Chasdo. Listen to this; it's very deep. We have wrong conception of what existence is. We think who exists a person that has an, a soul in his body and he's functioning. But how long is this going to happen? You know, 70 years, 80 years, 120, and then a person is dead. Now what happens when a person is dead? People, many people think, this is it, finished, done, was, that's it, no more. We know, and this is one of the 13 principles in Judaism, that it's not true. A person do not actually disappear. Death is not the final point. Death is just a separation between the body and the soul. And let me tell you something about it again. It's very deep, it's very long, but... Pass away. The niftar moves on. Right. When you're alive, you look at the mirror, what do you see? You see your body, you do not see your soul. I never saw my soul, I never saw anyone's soul. In our physical eyes, we cannot see it. And we have an illusion that what our senses, including vision, but all the other four or five senses that we have all together, give us a real picture about the real reality, which is completely wrong. Completely wrong. We sing only the surface. A body of a person is just the wrap of the real thing that's inside. So even if a person is alive, you could not see his soul. Death is a separation between the body and the soul. And the body, we know what's going to happen with the body. The body goes to the ground, and if you open the ground after a few years, you'll find out that the body is decayed and seems like finished. And this caused the illusion that death is the last point. In the Judaism, we know that there is a soul, and there is a neshama, and the soul is not physical. Therefore, only physical things are limited by time and space. And the limit by time makes you to go to the end point of it. But it's only physical. Neshama is spiritual, it's not physical. Therefore, it's not limited by time and space. Therefore, death is not this last, the, 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 the end point of the neshama, but it's the separation from the body. And the neshama keeps existing. Now, okay, people say, you know what? It's nice to believe so, but what's the proof? And more than that, Judaism tells us that at the end of days will be a resurrection of the death, meaning that the soul will come back to the body, the body will be rebuilt, and the soul, the same body, will be rebuilt. It's not new body, the same body that was there, decayed, and seems like nothing. This body itself will become again to exist, to real life, and the neshama will go back to it. So people could say, you know what? It's a nice thing to believe, but come on. <laughs> Too much for proving it. You know how? In the beginning of the winter, at least in the land of Israel, which is, you know, the seasons are different in America or different other places. The winter, the winter comes, you start to work on the field, you plow, you plant, and what happened? Let's say you take a wheat. Take good, good wheat and bury it. Bury it in the ground. What happened to it? It decayed. And it seems dead. And it seems like a waste. You could use it to, to grain it and make a food from it, but you're burying it, right? And it's gonna be decayed. And, and then what happened? 
God sends rain, and the rain works, but it's quiet. The entire winter, it seems like everything is completely dead. What happened in Tu Bishvat? You see the little things coming in the trees. This is Triatamitim. This is the resurrection of the dead. See, you have to wait. The winter seems like a dead time, but it's temporary. It's everything in order for the Aviv, for when the, things, the spring will come and things will grow back and will be revived. Now you could understand what Tu Bishvat is. Tu Bishvat relate to the last of the 13 principles, Triyat Amitim. And it says, Ki Ha'adam Etz A person is like the Etz. So if you look at the Etz, you could understand the depth of Triyat Amitim. Wow, that's powerful. Like you said, it's amazing. See, I gave it the compliment before because I know The compliment is a million percent right. Unbelievable. Wow, wow. It's going to happen soon. Okay, so, so Rabbi, you just gave such a big boost. I love it, love it. So, so what practical lessons? You know, we, you touched on so many different ones about eating and about Eretz Yisrael and about Tchiyatamitim. What other practical lessons can we learn from the holiday of Tumishvat that we can take with us for the rest of our lives? I have an amazing message. Ah. Amazing, amazing. You know, when you take a kid, as we said, Ki ha'adam it's like a tree. Right? It's like a tree. If you plant a garden, and you want to plant a tree, so you put a tree, you have to work for it, right? You have to water it. You have to, you want it to, to, to grow straight, right? What happens if it's grown this way? Crooked. If it's crooked. So you have to straight it. In the beginning, when it's young, it's easy to put a stick next to it and make it straight. If it, there is a tendency of it to go this way, you want it straight, you can do it. Only when it's young. Mm-hmm. When it's become hard, if you push it or try to, you break it. This is the thing that we could learn. When we plant, we, God gave us many gifts. The most amazing and responsible one is kids. Children. Children. To bring a child to the world is not just a gift. It's a responsibility. <laughs> you brought this child to the world, you have to take care of it. You have to take care not just of his physical conditions, which every parent should do, but you have to build their personality. And that's applied to every human being. As Jews, we have extra, aside from all of this, to take care of the health, to take care of the spiritual, of, of, of the character. Mm-hmm. We as Jews has a mission in the world. We are the nation of God, and God gave us a Torah, and we have an obligation to pass it to the next generation. And that takes a lot of wisdom and sensitivity, especially in the crazy society that we are living today. Everything is twisted. So we have to take our kids and put them, you know, in, in a warm houses, in places that has Haganah, has protection from all the bad influence that could influence the personality and the, and the mission of this kid as a Jew. When the kid is young, 
you have to take care to be aware of what could influence wrong you have a responsibility to grow to make this kid grow in the right environment and the right schools and the right teachers that this kid will get the right messages this is a plan this is to wish that you know I mean you have to learn from this a kid is a little very precious plant that you in charge of him and you have to take care of him Rabbi, so many gems, what, what a chizuk, what inspiration, powerful, powerful, powerful. So Rabbi, we don't want it to end, but you know, one last final message that you can give to our audience, whether it's about Tubishai, whether it's about anything, everything, one final takeaway about what we discussed or anything uh, in that matter. So we have to know again, Tubishvat is a very good junction on the way. We have a calendar. The Jewish calendar is not just a sun, it's just calendar by chance. Every every week we have Shabbat. <laughs> every year we have Pesach, we have Sukkot, we have Ham. All those are stations on the way in order to help us to know what spiritual thing to inject to our daily life. So Tubishvat, as we said, is Ha'adam etzasadeh, a person is like the tree. A person themselves, their children, as we mentioned. But we have to understand that we connected to a bigger philosophical way to look at things. The Torah gives us, if you're lucky, to get the information that God, the creators, the creator himself, who created the world, he gave us in the Torah. The meaning of the word Torah are instructions. Show me the way. It's like GPS. You know, now today, these days you cannot move without GPS. But when you go from your house to, let's say, to your work, what you do every day, you do not use the GPS. When you use the GPS, when you go into Chicago, I mean, if you live in New York, or you go into somewhere that you never was before, you need a GPS. GPS is for places that you do not know, right? So we have to know that we do not know. People think that they know. But when you know that you do not know, you strive for real GPS. The real GPS is only one. That the creator who created us and created the world gave us instructions of how to take the most from the world. And this is the Torah, the entire Torah. So again, I want to use Tubishvat as a station on the way in order to just repeat how important it is to be connected to the instructions of God. And we are lucky, we are lucky, we're blessing God every day. Baruch Atah Hashem Lokeinu Melech Olam Blessed you God That you are the king of the universe But from the entire universe We're not talking about planet Earth The entire amazing big universe You chose us Asher Bachar Banu You chose us We are the chosen people Chosen people is not just a gift It's a responsibility we got the Torah, we have to know it. We have to learn it. We have to be connected to it. And the Torah is the only way to really, really 
actual the potential, the big, huge, amazing potential that every human being has, especially if you're a Jew, you have a bigger neshama, you have, you have a higher neshama that obligates you to live in certain standards. It's really hard in this generation if you're not connected to the Torah. It's not hard, it's impossible if you're not connected to the Torah. Therefore, the main message is be connected to Torah, learn the Torah, look where you live in a place of Torah, a real instructions, rabbi that could direct you in the right way, and this way you will fulfill your potential and you will be a very proud Jew to yourself, to your family, and to your nation. Wow, Chazak Baruch Rabbi Yinan Kalazan. What chizuk, what inspiration, what a powerful, perfect final message, the importance of connecting to the Torah. And uh, Rabbi, we want to bless you. All the brachot of the Torah. Continue inspiring Kalisa of the Jewish people with your amazing streaming and amazing lectures. Thank you very much. I want just to mention before the end that anyone who interested in learning, uh, God uh, give us, uh, you know, it's not by chance. Hashem gave, God gave uh, uh, um, the option to build in technology many good things that you could use them for good or not. But there is something called internet. Internet is not... Rabbi, what's that? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is an amazing tool if you use it right. Of course, you could spread very, very not good through the internet. But there are ability to teach and learn Torah. You have many, many uh, websites. And God uh, gave me the Baruch Hashem. I'm thanking Him every day. Uh, uh, there is a website, uh, my website, it's called haravinon.com. Uh, you could just look for it. Over there we have, so far, uh, more than 1,500 classes wow. in Hebrew and in English, about one-third of them in English. So uh, I really recommend it, not just because I give it, because I know how much how much effort and how much information there is there. So just go look at it. I believe You just could even Google, you find it. Yinon Kalazan, you look for my name and, and then you'll find it. There are so many sure. Of course, there are many other sure and there are many Rabbanim, but I could recommend <laughs> what I worked for because I know that I put the real effort, and there is a lot of information over there, so everyone should go there, enjoy it, and grow as a Jew, as a proud Jew. Amen. I could attest that the rabbi really has these unbelievable slides, and the rabbi puts a lot of kachot energies into preparing and reviewing all the chomer, all the, 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 the information. So we really encourage everyone to visit harabyinon.com. Rabbi, once again, thank you very, very much. We want to remind everyone every single Tuesday, Chazak Torah Talks, we have special guests coming onto our program. We encourage everyone to uh, share for this link. Uh, if you enjoy this program, share the wealth. Just, just keep it for yourself. Send it out to others as well. And uh, last but not least, we want to thank our dear sponsor, dailygiving.org. Dailygiving.org, check it out. An amazing cause, amazing idea. Uh, that a uh, dollar a day goes to various different Tzedakot organizations and uh, it really goes a very far away. Have an amazing night and once again, thank you, Rabbi. You're welcome, you're welcome. Thank you.